Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com. Sewers on the Boulevard. We're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Behind every successful business is a great idea, but just having a great idea doesn't necessarily guarantee success. What are the keys to going from concept to successful operation, and what are some of the pitfalls? My guests today have interesting perspectives on that topic. Trey Williams is the co-owner of City Pork Hospitality, a family of Baton Rouge restaurants that has taken off in just three years and now includes City Pork Deli and Charcuterie, City Pork Brasserie and Bar, and City Pork Kitchen and Pie. The company also has a catering business and is getting ready to open a poke restaurant in the South Down Shopping Center. City Pork has been described as a meat-centric mini-chain, and meat is at the center of City Pork's menu. But the restaurant group really prides itself on creating unique house-made products and using them throughout different culinary platforms. Trey has been instrumental in growing the company. Trey, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. J.P. Kelly is one of the founding partners of a new app in Baton Rouge that seeks to raise money for schools while providing users with discounts at a variety of commercial establishments. The app is called Slocal, as in it's local, and it's sort of like a real-time Groupon that focuses on local businesses and, here's the real kicker, gives 25% of revenues generated from app sales back to the schools of the user's choice. JP and his partners are in the education community. They all work at Catholic High School here in Baton Rouge, where JP is the athletic director. So it's a really neat concept, and I'm sure it's been very interesting to to build it up to where y'all are today. Thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch. Thank you very much for having me as well. Well, Trey, let's start with you. You have an MBA, and you began your career in commercial real estate, and, and you're still in real estate. How did you go from real estate to deli and charcuterie? Well, that's a that's a really good question, uh, and it, d- it depends on how long you've got because I can give you a, I can okay. give you a five we minute answer or a two minute answer. Yeah, we like, we'll go with we that. We can talk till uh, till the <laughs> evening, but um, you know, I guess uh, when I looked around Baton Rouge at the time, I didn't see a whole lot of um, unique and interesting things going on. I will say, in the last five years, it's the food scene in Baton Rouge has really taken off. Definitely but improved. at the time, there really wasn't a whole lot of unique stuff going on. And charcuterie was something that I had seen in uh, some other cities, uh, something I'd seen in New Orleans, a uh, place called Couchon Butcher over there, you know, played a big part of the inspiration for uh, the deli. Uh, I just felt like it was something Baton Rouge needed. Uh, I started, uh, started out as a hobby, uh, just uh, doing cured meats in my refrigerator in my basement, and uh, just it turned into a restaurant. So at what point did you decide... I'm really good at curing meats, and I think people would want to come come buy them from me. Well, I don't know if I'd ever say I was really <laughs> good at it, uh, but, um, you know, I guess I, I was introduced to uh, my, my co-founding partner, uh, Chase. Um, he and I <coughs> had uh, we, we, we had similar ideas of what we wanted. I was into the meats, and he was into the sandwiches, 
And uh, so, you know, out of that partnership, uh, we met each other through a mutual friend, and out of that partnership, City Pork Deli and Charcuterie was born. There you go. Okay. Now, now was it a, a, a big leap, I would imagine, to go from a real estate day job where you're trained and you know the market and everything to this, this brave new world of, of restaurant concept? It was a huge leap, and it... Uh, <laughs> And it still it was, is. And it still <laughs> is. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of a lot of stress that went on then, and a lot of stress that goes on now. But um, I mean, I, I definitely think three years later, you know, I feel like we've hit our stride from an operation standpoint, and um, you know, I, I I think we're doing a good job. Now, I think we did a good job then, but I think we're doing a great job now. Uh, we've got a great great staff of um, uh, dedicated employees. They do a great job. Uh, our chefs are some of the best in Baton Rouge. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's easy to do good things when you're surrounded by good people. Yeah. So. Well, all right. I want to follow up with you, but, but speaking of stress and concepts, JP, we got to bring you into the conversation because I know there's been a, a lot of stress and, and I mean, this was a huge leap for you and your partners at Catholic um, to launch this app. Where did you get the idea for it and, and how have you made it work? Uh, the idea actually came when we were out to lunch at a, a local restaurant and we were just thinking of ways that we could improve education. And my partner Jay Butcher has an operations background. He was part of a startup of a cell phone company and uh, grew with that company and it got bought out by a large company and he took a job at Catholic as the technology coordinator. We partnered with Bradley Katzmarzik who is our tech operator and we were just sitting around talking one day and um, I was saying, how can we help education in Baton Rouge? Because we had a football game against a high school, and it was really sad to see there was only 16 people in the stands from the other school. Yeah, that's a shame. And so we started talking about that, and Jay, he got bought, his company got bought out by a big company, and what he decided was, how can we help local businesses? And Bradley kind of put this platform together. So what we did was we created an app where, you know, a consumer can download the app, download Slocal, and he gets or she gets opportunities at locally owned businesses, discounts and deals and promotions. All the while, 25% of the purchase goes back to uh, whatever educational institution they want to support, K through university, anywhere in the country. So, so it's an app, and, and it's an app that you pay for, right? Yes, ma'am. And so that's so the the revenues generated from the app sales portion of those go back to the schools. Yes, ma'am. So 25% of the app purchase price goes back to whatever educational institution that the app purchaser wants to support. Okay. So if you wanted to support um, Woodlawn Middle, for mm -hmm. example, that's a school that has pushed our app for us. If you wanted to uh, um, support Woodlawn Middle, when you go through the process, you select them, you check them, 25% of your purchase price of the app goes back to whatever school it is. So if you gotten all the schools, for instance, in Baton Rouge or in Louisiana or all over the country to to agree to be on your website? Well, what happens is that technically it's, it's we permission, we don't really need the permission of the schools to host them okay. because it's Slocal giving part of their purchase price of the app back to the school. So it's our, we're giving those funds back. Um, now what's intelligent for a school is if you push this, I had a great conversation with the, print, with a, uh, uh, he's the headmaster at Dunham. And I asked him, I said, do you think you could get a 1,000 people in your community to download this app and support you? He said, yes. I said, well, that's, that'd be $9,000 back to your school. He immediately said, that will be 90 iPads for my new STEM lab. So that's where the impact really happens. When a community rallies behind their school and behind their local businesses, then uh, we can make a connection in Baton Rouge that can 
that can really be progressive. So then what's in it for the businesses? I mean, they have to offer a discount to get on there? They, we want them to offer whatever promotion they have. Trey is a great example. His company is on the, um, uh, City Pork is on the app, and they offer a 10% discount for anyone who goes into City Pork. And so a person who has Slocal goes into City Pork, and they, they show the app at the end of their meal, and they get a 10% reduction. And the owner is completely, he can change that at any time. If he doesn't want to do that on a Friday night because it's super busy, he can do that. If he wants to make something more aggressive on a Monday when it's slower, they can do that as well. So that's where the real-time benefit of it really comes in. Correct. They're in complete control, and so um, it's their mobile platform. And, and Trey and you guys probably know this very well, that um, our local business need to go mobile because um, all of our big corporations are mobile. They all have apps, but the investment for local businesses to develop an app is extremely expensive and you still have the risk of populating it. So what we're doing is we're creating a platform of local businesses where everybody joins and then um, they get benefits and they're, they're shopping local. So none of, our, none of the big corporate stores will be on Slocal. Mm -hmm. so Strictly local. That's right. City Pork will be on it, but uh, uh, other major corporations, uh, restaurants, they would not. Now, now what of that, Trey, um, is it true from your perspective, for instance, that you all don't have much of a, of a mobile presence, or, or does City Pork have something like that? No, already? I mean, uh, no, definitely. What, what he just said, that uh, restaurants are you know realizing that they have to go mobile i mean we use um we have a cup of couple of delivery apps that we use um matter of fact with 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 south fin one thing that we're really going to be pushing is uh mobile ordering south fin is the name of your poke yeah, restaurant so south fin is okay. the name of the poke restaurant we're opening on um on march 20th and uh, uh part part of that strategy is um it's it's a very quick healthy meal um, it, because of that, we're really trying to push people to actually do online ordering where, you know, you can, you know, be in your car. Or, well, no, don't do it when you're in your car. But you can be leaving your office. You could go online to the app. You can make your order and it's sitting there waiting on you when you get there. Um, you know, so, I mean, that's an example. You talk about going mobile. I mean, we really yeah. do want to push people to, um, you know, to use to use their phones, to use their uh, their computers to, to make orders. It makes it faster for everyone. It makes it more efficient for everyone. Um, sure. I don't think you're going to see that in, in, in your restaurants like uh, like the Brasserie on Jefferson, you know, which is more of a sit down. You know, you don't want that. You want a personal experience, a personal touch. But with something uh, in, in the fast casual or quick service realm like the, the pokey place, you know, you want it to be fast and efficient right. and quick. So. Now, I mean, we're talking about new concepts here. You, you finally got this charcuterie thing down pat, and you're switching to poke, which is what? It's a, it's a fish. It's a Pacific type of dish? Well, it's actually Hawaiian. Okay, I was close. So it originated in Hawaii. There you go. Um, and, and it's essentially like a, like a street food over there. It's um, the, There's a, a famous Hawaiian chef named Sam Choi, and, and his famous quote is that poke is the soul food of Hawaii. Gotcha. Uh, so... It's it's actually very interesting to to see the correlations between um, pokey and 
gumbo here in Louisiana. And the poke is <coughs> actually the fish, or it's the so, style of preparing the fish? So, so the, the origin, the, the word poke means to cut or to dice. Okay. So what they did was back, uh, back years ago, the fishermen, you know, sashimi was a, was a big deal, and they mm -hmm. only gave the, the, the prime cuts to the sushi restaurants for sashimi. So what these fishmongers would do, these, these fishermen and the fishmongers, they would cut uh, you know, the best parts of the tuna and send it off for sashimi, and they would take all the trim, they would dice it up, and they would toss it in, you know, either soy sauce or sesame oil, some kind of a flavorful sauce, and then they would eat that over rice. Interesting. And so it w that's why I make so the tie. So it's raw. Yeah, it's, 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 so it's, it's raw fish. But yeah. it, that's where I make the tie to gumbo because it started out in the same way that gumbo was, you know, it was kind of a poor man's food. Sure. Uh, it started out as, as a way to repurpose leftover materials. Um, they used rice to stretch it out. Yeah. Uh, another interesting thing about pokey, which is very similar to gumbo, there is no recipe. Right. There isn't a pokey recipe. Every house, every grandmother, every family has their own recipe. Oh, I mean, that, what does that sound like? Now, I have to ask this, and I don't mean this to sound critical because I'm a big sushi fan and I don't have a problem with raw fish, but when we're talking gumbo, it's cooked. So I don't care if I'm eating the, the leftovers that are in a gravy, but I don't want the leftovers well, of raw fish. Okay, I'm glad you so, brought that up because so this isn't going to be leftovers. So this is, uh, so I mean, the fish that we're bringing in, no, this is, this is not the leftovers of oh, the fish. Good. We're bringing in, we're actually going to be bringing in the whole loin of tuna and we're going to be cutting the whole thing up ourselves in the shop. Everything that we get is sourced from the Gulf, coming in and fresh, nice. unfrozen. Um, so, so this will be sashimi grade This will be, this will be sashimi grade Prepared tuna. in a poke way. Exactly, exactly. Interesting. And, and so when y'all are marketing these new concepts, whether it's an app um, or, or a poke restaurant, how do you bring a new concept like this to a place like Baton Rouge and get people, you know, engaged and even understanding, which I'm sure, JP, with your product is difficult because it's really doing three things at once. And that's probably been one of the biggest challenges you faced. For me, it's been the biggest education is going to people like Trey and other business owners and getting their input. What do we need to do? So I don't come from a business background. Mm -hmm. So when we first started developing this app, we went to great business leaders in Baton Rouge and said, this is our concept. How can you help us refine it? And they suggested tons of different ways to do it. And uh, for us, our, big, our first marketing is to, to promote through the schools and say, hey, you have an opportunity here to, to have outside funds coming in that's unbudgeted. And so the schools help us out, but a business, for example, can do the same thing. Technically, this becomes their app. So mm -hmm. if a business developed an app, they would put a lot of thought into how can we creatively market this. That's the exact platform that we've created. So a business who decides to tell their consumers, hey, go see us on the Slocal app, that's where we're hosted. It's the same thing as saying, go download our app. Mm -hmm. So all it is is you're going to this the Slocal app to reference whatever place you, if you wanted to go to a, a beauty salon, and they push that they are on the Slocal app, they're marketing their spot on the app. Right. Because one time they may have an opportunity for a hair coloring discount. The next time it could be a different product. The next time it could be something different. So they want their consumers to access their portal on Slocal to get the buy-in. And the cool part about our app is if you if you really like City Pork, for example, which I follow because I live around his Perkins location, um, I can follow that business and then City Pork can send me a push notification. Okay. All the other businesses can't. It's only the ones that I as a consumer select. So I select City Pork to follow. Now and you get the push notification on the app? 
you get it directly to your cell phone or something. through text. Through a text. Through a text. Yes. Oh, that's great. So, so then you know. Absolutely. You don't have to check the app. You just get a text that they're having a special or something. If Trey had some extra of his uh, Kushan delay left over and he wanted to push a notification that says, "Hey, uh, it's whatever day, you know, come on over here and get the the Kushan delay." Um, we're selling it now. Or suppose it. he wants to just use it as a marketing platform, like, you know, come by for the Pat St. Patrick's Day parade or something like that. Perfect. I mean, for That's, whatever. It's his app. So whatever he would want to market on an app, mobily, on everyone's cell phone, he has access to do that. And uh, so do our other local-owned businesses as well. Mm -hmm. and, and what kind of feedback have you been getting from businesses? overwhelmingly positive has it been so we had uh, um, we had a retail offering who gave 50% off tennis shoes and he put it out there for two days and it popped because we got it we got it pushed that hey look if you're in the market for tennis shoes you can go here and get 50% off and it popped so for two days they uh, they did a really good job of um, moving a lot of their tennis shoes for the the new orders that were coming in That's so great um, it, it all depends on how aggressively the businesses promote it, mm -hmm. and and the the culture that we have to change is when you go to a business, check the phone to see if they're on the local app. Sure, and then you all make money how? So we have a There's a small hosting fee for the businesses. It's fifty dollars a month for a business to be on Slocal, and we we set it so low that um, a Boudin shop in Lafayette or something could still be able to get mobile. And uh, so we make money off the businesses who pay us for the uh, hosting fee. And then the app purchase, obviously, is part of our revenue stream as well. 25% of that goes to the school. Uh, Apple or Google takes 30% mm -hmm. of that. And then our, that helps with our operations as well. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. We're talking to J.P. Kelly of Slocal and Trey Williams of City Pork. Trey, where do you all... Um, smoke your meats that you use because I'm interested in how the whole um, charcuterie concept works. I mean, do you all import the stuff? You do it yourself, no, so right? We do, we do everything ourselves. Yeah. Um, so all of our meats that we do are uh, cooked at one of our three locations and each each one has the capabilities of making any of the smoked meats that we have. So you have a smokehouse at all three locations? Well we have smokers at all three locations. We have one, uh, the, the, the one at the deli is the biggest one and that's where we do the bulk of our smoking um, at, at uh, the kitchen out at Industriplex. Mm -hmm. um, we have a we don't have a smoker we have a smoke house out there and there's a difference a smoker is where you do barbecue a smoke house is where you smoke meats is where you make bacon you make uh, sausage uh, you make uh, your sort of your value-added products and it's uh, of course I can go into detail on that but th they are very different they both smoke but they do it in a very different way we do all of our sausage all of our meat production right now out of the kitchen so okay. everything happens out of industrialplex most of our barbecue meat smoking that we have goes on and then the fish is obviously going to be done at the fish restaurant, but do you have like a commissary where you sort of supply all three restaurants that's also going to, and I know you have a catering business and now you're going to have a, a poke restaurant. Is it, I, I'm sensing <laughs> that there's ambition here to grow into something bigger. Okay, so it's funny that you say that because we actually have already purchased a building that is going to be a commissary. We just haven't, oh, gotten, it, haven't gotten it set up yet. Yeah, so uh, we, we, we actually purchased um, a, a building from, uh, uh, from Ready Portion if you remember okay. that company, it was a meat supplier. Mm -hmm. um, we bought one of their buildings and uh, we're in the process of, of, of getting that thing lined out to become our commissary where we're gonna do the bulk of our meat production and, uh, and probably do our catering out there as well.
Congratulations. That's yeah, awesome. that's great. When <laughs> yeah. will that be um, up and running? Later this year? Um, I, so right now we want to get South Fin opened and running. Uh, probably after we get that open, we're going to uh, devote uh, some serious attention to, to getting the commissary rolling. Great. Now, you all both have day jobs, or, I mean, at least you, you're in real estate still, do that? Well, I mean, I, sti my, I still have, yeah, I still hold my license at, at uh, NAI Louder and Bloom, and, um, uh, but. Uh, and you're I not actively I really well, in the Well, I mean, I have, I have a few clients and a few properties that I do a little bit of work with, but um, uh, truthfully, uh, I've most of what I do now is for City Pork, <laughs> you know. And, and JP, you certainly have a full-time job with Catholic High, and they've been great to let y'all do this. At what point do you jump off, and or, or do you? Is that part of the long-term plan? Well, I think plan? Catholic High is my dream job. So um, to jump off is not something that I'm looking for. What, what we see in the growth, like Trey's growth that they're experiencing right now, what we see is uh, the way that Slocal works is that a company from California could send an email to a local business, but that local business isn't going to respond to them. So for here in Baton Rouge, uh, me and my partners know just a lot of people, and so we have a lot of businesses that were set up. I don't think that I'd be the person to do this in Lafayette. Right. So what we look for is the person in Lafayette who has strong educational ties and uh, knows people who are in business, and, and uh, that person can launch a Lafayette or someone can launch a New Orleans or a North Shore or something like that. So for me, what my job is to do in the first two months of this, our beta period, what we wanted to do is make this a strong, reliable app. We've done that. And now we want to expand it in the schools and expand it in the businesses in Baton and, Rouge. And expand it eventually all over the country, or it'll just be depending on the people that you find? That's a, that's a great create. That, that's, that's the big goal. Obviously, that's that's a goal of ours. My goal is to help education. That's that's ultimately why I'm why I'm in this, and to have a voice in education in the future and the direction that that goes. And so, if we expand to a bunch of different states, I think that will take place. Um, for us, really, what what we have to do is yes, there's the opportunity for this to be a national app, an international app. That's that's can happen. If I try to focus on that, then Baton Rouge isn't going to be per perfect. So when we start having the conversations about expansion, I oftentimes say, okay, what are we doing today in Baton Rouge? Mm -hmm. Let's make Baton Rouge perfect. And then that, that growth will naturally occur. Because sure. there's people who have businesses in Baton Rouge. Technically, we're already in Lafayette because there's businesses who have places in Baton Rouge who also have them in Lafayette, businesses in uh, Baton Rouge who are also on the North Shore of New Orleans and things like that. So as we expand into those markets, there already are access to them. So. Fundamental to your whole model is is that people will pay for this app. Mm -hmm. and, and I would imagine that's been a challenge because so many people are accustomed to free apps. Correct. And, and it's, that's a great point. And what if I told you that you could get paid to have an app? That's how we that try to change the hurdle. That, that yeah. would change that. So if you paid $30 for an app and went to one retail store and got $100 off, now that $30 was actually a plus 70. Mm -hmm. So if people look at it for $2.99 a month and they go to different restaurants, get their oil change, retail stores here in Baton Rouge, with the whole shop local flavor, that's very important too. So our money's going back into the Baton Rouge economy when we use this local app. So if I, if I told you that you had to pay $30, but you'll easily get that within the first month and then everything after that is, is, is surplus, then that makes a lot of sense. I don't sure. know too many people would say, hey, if you give me $10, I'll give you 100 back. 
people will do. We just have to re let them realize that there are over 150 locally owned businesses who are on this app right now. You're going to find a place that you go to frequently that's on it. Great. Now, where do y'all want to be in five years with your respective businesses? Is there an exit strategy or just a long-term growth plan? Well, I don't know that we're necessarily concentrating on an exit strategy, but uh, we're certainly on a growth plan. Uh, you know, South Fin is something that uh, we, we would definitely like to see um, replicated, and we're se setting it up as such. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly easy operation. Um, to, to run and to set up, uh, and, and I mean, we think it's something that would work in, you know, in markets, you know, across the Gulf South. So that's something that definitely we want to be pushing. Um, you know, when we would like to, you know, we're kind of trying to build the infrastructure right now for growing the brasserie as well. Um, you know, I think that, I think you could stick that in, in any area similar to Baton Rouge, kind of a, you know, maybe a small town or a, a suburban area, mm -hmm. and, and I think it would thrive. Excellent. So yeah, we're definitely in growth mode. What about the slocal guys, JP? I think we're the we 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 would never turn away growth. We've identified nine different areas in Louisiana that we think we could have a, a an excellent presence in. And so once Baton Rouge gets to a position where we create the model, and and we're very very close, what we want to do is create a, a plant. And here's this potted plant that now we can pick up, give to the right person in Lake Charles, and plant it there and then planted in Alexandria, and then planted in Shreveport, Monroe, North Shore, two in New Orleans, one in, um, one in South Louisiana. So we, we're, we're very close to, to reaching out to people. We've talked to people in all those different areas, and they're excited about the process of getting it started. For us, the end of this quarter is a time where we wanted to really start that process. So Slocal can really expand when school starts. So for us, we need to get to the context of the principals um, early so that during the summer there can be a nice rollout plan. August 1st you go back to your child's school and you're hearing about Slocal and the businesses that are on it in whatever community it is. So yeah, we, we have a growth plan and it starts in Louisiana. We, we have someone who's in Tennessee who is really excited about launching Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia for us. Uh, we have some people on the East Coast who um, I know and, and they're excited about it, that when it gets rolling, they'd like to be involved in Kentucky and in Utah as well. All right. Well, J.P. Kelly and Trey Williams, y'all are risking it all and putting it out there to bring new concepts to Baton Rouge. It's inspiring to hear your great ideas and to see your courage. So thanks for joining me on Out to Lunch today. Thank you very thank you. much. And Trey, thank you so much for the corned beef that you guys produce <laughs> over here. That is fantastic, man. Thank Love you. it. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Trey Williams of City Pork Restaurant Group and J.P. Kelly of the Slocal app. You can find out more about City Pork and Slocal by following the links on our website. It's batonrouge.la and wrkf.org. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Rick Lecomte. All the music on Out to Lunch is composed and performed by Mitchell Foreman. You can find more of Mitchell's music wherever great jazz is streamed or sold and at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. 
Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com. <laughs>